Welcome to the fourth pillar of play, a night shift radio production, where we support your adventure in tabletop game design by discussing, learning, and creating right alongside you. Good evening, Josh. Hey, Talon. <laughs> Do you like my announcer voice I'm using today? That is a good. That's a good announcer voice. Thank you very much. Well, it was funny because I thought of you because we were just talking about the old family relics that I was looking through this weekend, and literally While you're waving your like I'm envious of you waving your wicket at me. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, Nobody can see what you're waving. <laughs> He's waving a a uh, a vintage. It's not antique. It's yeah. vintage Ewok stuffy from the '80s. Yep, in perfect that condition that I got. I get that. Even the even the tags in perfect shape. It was it's it was That's very great. well loved and taken. Was care it by of. Kenner? Yeah. Were those by Kenner too? Yeah, these are Kenner. Wow. Copyright nineteen eighty three. So. Jeez, Louise, I was three. You were five. So you can tell when something's from the eighties because it was made like um, in Korea or Japan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like whenever I get any of this vintage stuff, it's interesting yeah. because there was a point in the two thousands where all the, that manufacturing basically switched to China, and you could tell. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, they did like, you know, finding Care Bear stuff for Miranda. I had to be careful. Right. I was like, well, that looks like the original that I look. I'm like, mm, I don't think that is because they didn't manufacture that or that much. Kind of crazy. But, and that stuff um, held up better. Yeah. Yeah. I think it really did. But, oh, what did I see well, today? There was also a blast from the past, except for, you know, things holding up better in the 80s with some exceptions. It was, um, an eBay listing for the original baby puppet from dinosaurs. I saw it on Reddit today. Someone had an oh, okay. eBay of the original puppet and it's, scary it's not as scary as uh hoggle or whatever from dark crystal when they found him in a suitcase yeah but oh um, that was really rough that was really some nightmare fuel no but this was the not the mama puppet but it was it was looking a little rough but evidently that's like a thing they know those foam puppets they're like yeah these don't last these yeah they just start to break down they they, they literally start to decompose after a couple years i also didn't know that kevin clash did the voice of that baby who's kevin clash kevin clash is the guy who was the original voice of elmo Oh, that guy. That guy. There's a whole documentary about him. And then he was canceled and then he was not? I don't know. I that don't he, did know. he get uncanceled? Did he get uncanceled or did everyone just kind of forget about it? I'm not up on my who's been canceled and who has not been canceled. It's hard to keep track. I'm not sure. Yeah. And I, I try not to expend too much energy on it unless it's like really egregious. Right. Which is his wasn't super, but it. <laughs> it was. I, well, I, I'm. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm afraid to even weigh in. So. Yeah, no. Um, but no, I was thinking of you because we're looking through the old relics, the family relics, and every time I would pick up something from 1939, I had to do the Legend of Korra voice. The you know <laughs> the fire like, fair, it's not coming out. Exactly, the World's Fair 1939. <laughs> the World's Fair 1939. Airbenders have attacked the total the high the high sequence tower. Yeah, you can't. That's the announcer voice. You can't help if you've got some kind of old timey thing in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the same if you've ever listened to and if you, uh, listeners have not heard them um the hp lovecraft historical society yeah i've heard those. which yep. i guess they started basically as people who made like it was a community for making props and things for that for call of cthulhu games mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they they evolved into the hp lovecraft historical society and one of the first things they did was they did dark adventure radio theater and they made radio shows of hp lovecraft stories and they'll be mm-hmm. like Smoke fleur-de-lis cigarettes. If it's not a fleur-de-lis, you don't have that nice, cool, refreshing flavor soothing the throat and making everything just okay. Smoke <laughs> fleur-de-lis cigarettes. And now, right. back to At the Mountains of Madness. And um, they made many of the radio dramas. And then they also made the silent film of Call of Cthulhu, oh, okay. which was... The silent film of Call of Cthulhu is brilliant. 
and most of those radio dramas are stellar. Um, right. I've got a couple you can listen to sometime, but they are I think I've fantastic. Heard, I've heard bits. I've heard, yeah, I've heard bits and pieces oh, here and there. I'm obsessed yeah. with them. Um, bought them all, lost them all on fire, need to rebuy them all. Speaking of um, accidental segues. Huh? You're speaking of what? Cthulhu and Elder, elder Gods. I know. And Wouldn't it be powers? weird if there was a giant Cthulhu under the earth trying its darndest to break all of reality at a source of immense cosmic power, and the only first line of defense you had against them were demons that were not much better? Yeah. Wouldn't that be weird? Wouldn't that be a thing? It would make That'd be for a, thing. a land of high adventure. It would make for a land of high adventure. <laughs> so yes, so getting back into actually our topic, yeah. um, we are on part two of discussing and developing like kind of like a multifaceted development here because we're developing the place and the people yeah. and the things all at once. Right. So in our last game, or in our last game, in our last episode, that's what we do. We make yeah, Our episodes. last game is going to be six months from now. It's not six months from now. <laughs> it's only been two months and I'm, I'm trying. Again, well, you know, I am two weeks away from having a much freer schedule. Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> Buy a ticket. They're great. It's great. I'm having a blast. Um, I'm having a lot of fun. It's, it is Good. a lot of fun. It's a, it's a fun part uh, that I yeah. get to do in that. So it's worth the time, but it's also, you know, just like anything, it's a, it's a, as you lose the time, you start to go, Ugh. um, so yeah, if you, we talked last episode about how we had our idea that, Demons and devils were forced to, by circumstance, come together in a way most unnatural to act as a line of defense, a, a first vanguard, the veritable, the world's suicide squad against yep. some horrible, eldritch, ab- aberrant monstrosity that mm-hmm. dwelled deep and unknowing beneath the depths. Right. That that monstrous, uh, that uh, the aberrant monstrosity came to the world of Estrock long before anyone else did. They yeah, were this, there we, first. You know, we wanted to be kind of an older conflict even yeah. before the Sevenfold Storm. Possibly before the Giants, possibly before mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Um, maybe they what made the Giants go away. But at some point in the distant past, there was aberrations there that have been working tirelessly to try to use Iliaster and Estorok's unique nature at the center of the magical cosmos to do mad far realm things. Right. Crazy. Crazy. Just crazy. Unknowable to mortal minds. And, and totally. Which is just a way of cheating and not coming up with a motivation. <laughs> you couldn't possibly understand it. Cthulhu works in mysterious ways. Yeah, it um, seems to work, and it seems you know, to work all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> just say it's bigger than someone else, and all of a sudden it's it, like I'm it, not going to question that because I'm just not worthy. Listen, you just have to accept that there are things bigger than yourself in this world. Yeah, like elephants. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, but they're so sweet. They are most sometimes. of the time. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes they're murderous. So. We talked about how Oregal was a demon who absorbed some devils and sort of became this middle point, this divorce creature, yep. this uh, neutral evil entity uh, who was merged via Iliaster and then basically has set up shop, ruling his world um, as this, like, keeping the aberrations in check in exchange for not being wiped out by the very world itself. Yeah. And because of, you know, and part of that too is because of how demons utilize Iliaster is almost harmful and repellent. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I also, so today is kind of a continuation of that discussion, a talk of some other ideas we might possibly have, and then we can kind mm-hmm. of freeform it into what we want from there. So yeah. here's a question for you. It's just because I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. 
Where in the in Esterok or the Forland Peninsula do you see this demonic place? Is it on the mainland? Is it on an island? Is it beneath the sea? Is it beneath the mountains? Is it in the middle of the verge? What do you think? Just I'm just curious. Um, well, I've always pictured it in a built into like kind of a mountain where the top has been essentially blown off that looks like it's been like an an empty volcano. Something similarish to that, um, but less ordered. I guess when I think of an empty volcano, I think of like a perfect Yeah, kind of like a perfect funnel. bowl. It's a little bit yeah. more jaggedy in my mind. It's also kind of one of those rare times. Like, you can be in the midst of the verge whenever you get to it, but then this mountain arises, and it's almost essentially deserty mountain, mm-hmm. devoid of like, life. For, like, the verge doesn't even go up onto it. Yeah, you can approach it. You can see it from a while, and you could technically approach it from at least, you know, a few miles all around before mm-hmm. you even start to uh, scale the mountain. Like, it's just... It's just because right. it's full of yuck. So maybe world. it should be just right in that central mountain range, like kind of yeah. just buried down in there. Yeah, we can make it a small world for now. Everything's there. Yeah. You know, nearby. Um, so the the maw, it's like a toothy maw. Yeah. It's like the 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 sand the giant worm in the asteroid. Mm-hmm. Um so deep down beneath there, for some unknown into some unknown depths yeah. is aberration land it's mm-hmm. going to be the the esterok version of the underdark yeah. you know the areas that the aberrant cults have carved out for themselves in the years that they have been here yeah the demons control the surface yeah. Oregal has his palace perched right over top of it mm-hmm. um and how far down do the demons control i don't know do they control down into the dark do they con- do they live in the light? Do they? Yeah, down into the dark. I would say the devils, right, would probably go as much light as you could, and then the the demons, demons would handle from... more of the dark. Mm-hmm. And then the aberrations. I mean, do they live in? Is it? I guess we have to figure out why the aberrations aren't just kind of burrowing, you know, digging in other parts of Estrak and coming out. What 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 forces well, them into this section? Who says they're not? Right. Well, I guess. But how can we? Why would there be a war at this point? What is it about this point that drives? Them? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Um. Well. Okay. So the oh, man. Because I had See, always the, kind of pictured that there was a that there's an aberration. You know, Cthulhu for lack of a we're better. We're just gonna for now until we rename it's yeah. TBD. We'll just call him Cthulhu. Yeah. So where Cthulhu essentially at this point was kind of coming through and kind of coming through a portal, you mm-hmm. know, moving into Astrox, seven fold storm, seven fold storm hits and the Gallic, the cosmos literally like, well, shit, he's going to, sorry. <laughs> you know, they're like, we'll cut him off. And they immediately, that's our one. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to cut him off They're You know, the, the cosmos is like, we need to cut him off and they immediately cut him and he's kind of blocked. He's kind of stuck in this pocket like dimension. Oh, well that could be the reason they stay there. Yeah. That's what because I was thinking. Their, Looking, their leader is half, half in and out of phase. Right, and they literally need to protect him plus push forward with their machinations because the demons Mm -hmm. and the devils would just dig right in and start tearing them apart, but they have to kind of fortify over. So that reminds me of the frozen river of Dis. Yeah, me too. I don't know what that is. You don't know what that is? You never read Paradise Lost? Oh, I mean, I'm a f- okay. So that's gotcha. Yes, that I'm familiar. I don't know the name. So at the very, the very bottom game. of Dante's hell, Inferno, the video game. Yeah, Dante's. Sorry, Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Um, that's what I meant. Dante's Inferno, the that's very, very bottom of the circles of hell, is mm-hmm. a frozen lake. Right. It's broken into four parts. I don't remember the Something names, like but that, it was yeah. like it was traitors, and it was traitors to kin, traitors to king, country, traitors to guests, and traitors to what was it family, lords, 
guests and something else. Yeah. But I, I don't know guests what it is. Was a, guests would be a huge one anyway. Guests, guests Hospitality was, was massive back then. Yeah, I know. Like, um, and I remember I had a professor who told me that, who supposed, he, he had a theory that mm-hmm. when Shakespeare wrote Macbeth, okay. that he was, he was writing it to appeal to King James of England because King James was supposedly, that's what this professor said, King James was king at the time it was compo- it was written. And he said that, well, Macbeth was written for King James. Now, King James was famously a Catholic sympathizer. Yeah. Um, thus, his Bible. And right. The, the, the Bible that they had badly translated to make it, so it was uh, really nice to, to lords and kings. Yeah, where he let them do everything they wanted recently. Yeah, exactly. He know. cut out all the commentary that was like anti-royalty. Which was and um, Yeah, and a thing to push against... Um, tyrannical exactly you know, dude and like ideas. tyrants the word yeah. tyrant was cut out almost entirely or something yeah. like that <laughs> something crazy. this is my you know my bastardization of trying to remember something that yeah Dan, Dan McClellan, McClellan does a great video but. I know thanks Dan McClellan yep. um, <laughs> and so when he wrote the character of Macbeth he wrote the character of Macbeth to specifically appeal to that he had read Dante's Inferno this was the theory Shakespeare mm-hmm. had read Dante's Inferno and wrote Macbeth to be the ultimate betrayer character in the, um, oh, okay. to match the description of the betrayers at the bottom of the circles of hell. Because when he kills the king, he is, the king is a guest in his house. Yep. It is his lord. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it also is a relative. I was going to say he's kin. Yeah. Yeah. He's yep. kin, king, and guest. Plus mm-hmm. another one, which I can't remember. I don't know if king and lord and country are two different things in the book. Are you going to look it up? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and all of that would be great if Shakespeare actually wrote any of those plays. I mean, come on. <laughs> they were obviously written by Tom. Yeah. Um, my name's Tom. I wrote Romeo and Juliet. Did you have to memorize Romeo and Juliet when you were in school? Uh, some of it. Did you have to, You didn't have to memorize a speech from Romeo and Juliet? Well, you know... Do you still know it? I have a very long um, history of academically not giving a crap what they want me to do. <laughs> So, so you two didn't memorize, you know, but soft would like to be under window breaks. No, the only thing I can remember memorizing was the preamble to the Declaration of Independence. I don't know that. I didn't have to memorize that. We the people of the United States, or we the people, is it you of the United States of America? Thus proving the point you just yeah, I can't made. Remember. I mean, sense. I had it at the time. I really had it at the time. In order to more, in order to form a more perfect union, blah 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 blah. Two households both alike in dignity and favor, and we are at the scene for from ancient grudge break to new mutiny, where civil blood makes civil hands unclean. From forth the fatal loins of these two foes, a pair of straw-crossed lovers take their life, whose misadventure piteous overthrows doth with their death bears bury their parents' strife. The fearful passage of their death marked love and the continuance of their parents' rage, which but their children's end and not could remove, is now the two hours traffic of our stage. The which, if you with patient ears attend, what here shall miss our toil. Shall strive to mend i am certain that is not the preamble that's not the preamble to the constitution it's far better written yeah it's not not in the declaration of independence it's not there (laughs) all right so back to aberrations and demons yes okay so we have a couple of uh, attacks we could take with this we could so we thought it would be funny to kind of so we don't have a name for this town yet uh this place we Mm -hmm. don't it doesn't have a name um maybe it should stay nameless i don't know but nameless things are mysterious and scary. Like, and if we bring this to the table, how could this be a hook? Like, well, then do people um, just call it the nameless city? I think that's been done. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent sure I've heard that yeah. before. Um, let's just make sure we're not trying to avoid coming up with. Let's names. call it the orifice. Yeah, that's that's going to go over well, and it's going to be taken <laughs> seriously a hundred percent of the time. Well, that was also the entrance to the underdark in the Dungeons and Dragons movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we have to go to the orifice. But 
Um, when we made uh, Point Reach, we used the book Cities and Towns, Campaign Builder Cities and Towns from Cobalt Press by Green, Hitchcock, Madsen, and Rombach. Uh, the and last part is for those who betrayed their benefactors. Benefactors, which would oh, also be Macbeth. Yeah, so, so like Judas dunk- is who they have in mind for that. Yep, Judas, um, what is it? Judas, Brutus, and Cassius yep. are the three people being chewed alive in uh, Satan's mouth, right? Yep. yep, something like that. It's funny It's funny that one one betrayer of Jesus and two betrayers of Julius Caesar. Well, really makes you wonder who ranked higher, but... I know. Well, to Shakespeare anyway. Yeah. Um, so it might green? be kind of funny to think about this nameless city in terms of maybe we approach it like a society. So... Here's the upside. So when you just, when you develop a society, you're coming at it from the point of view of m- people who are trying to build something functional. Mm-hmm. Are the demons and devils trying to build something functional? Are they just trying to survive? Are they relishing in chaos? Are they relishing in violence? Are they being held against their will? What is our... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, all those things. How's that? All those things. Yeah, all those things are happening at the same time. Ladies and gentlemen, listening at home, this is this is this is going to be a lot of this kind of conversation as we develop this place because this well, is unlike anything else we've written. It's kind of it doesn't exist in the same. Kind and I can't of, think of a really. It's funny. It's funny when you're creating something and you don't know exactly what you want it to look like or what you want it to be, but you know what it isn't. Yeah, you know what, what I mean. Isn't it? And I, Tell and me I what it's not. And I think anything simply defined doesn't match what my brain hasn't formulated yet. So you're saying it defies definition. Right, because I'm trying to think of like a pop cultural, uh, you know, something analogous, and I can't really think of what I'm picturing in my mind. Like, I I'm, I can't say, oh, well, this is like, you know, the city in Blade Runner or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like ancient. Yeah. Again, all I picture in my head is hell in the Constantine movie. So. Yeah. I just, I like I, the obviously idea. Obviously not that bad, but. Yeah, I, I like the idea of multiple um, different behavior. So I like the, I like the idea that the, um, the divorce, divorce, the divorce, the divorces, <laughs> they themselves, the ones who are the, the, this new species of mixing of devil and, and, and demon, they themselves, maybe I like the idea of them generally trying to form some type of cultural, mm-hmm. you know, because they, they do feel a certain connection and in such as they're able to Esterok and trying to build the functioning parts of this city would belong basically to them. Mm-hmm. They would run the bureaucracy. They may not be the, you know, I don't know, I guess that's what I'm picturing, but I am picturing. They're the most able to function, but the, the devils are always trying to screw everyone over the yeah. loopholes. The demons are just trying, they'll just eat your face. Yeah. And the divorces are like, I want to kill you, but I know that right now I can't. But I can, I can, I can amass more power if I am, you know. Let's be smart about this. Yeah, exactly. Let's be smart about this. Um, so let me control my appetite so I can take a bigger bite later. That type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Deferred, de- uh, deferred gratification. So you know, delayed the deeper down within the city's formation, the more chaotic it's going to be. The right. more and, demonic it will be. The and more deeper. So like the farther down you go. Yeah. Let me grab a pencil. Okay. Let me grab a pencil that's sharpened. That's not going to happen. That's always the key. And I don't have a pencil. But I imagine that like the lowest point of the, the Demon Devil City is mm. going to be your most violent grunts. That's the front line. Right, yeah. And that would that, also be punishment within their culture. Sure. You're like, oh, um, you're, you know, and that's where me, you know, that's fun too. You can do a lot with that. 
Oh, well, I had some cool, so I had some cool just like cultural ideas over the past mm-hmm. week. Okay. Like just thinking of things. Like I had an idea that like, I think we mentioned it in passing in the last episode or maybe in depth, I don't remember exactly, but there was this idea that that there's a trade in people who are yeah. sent to this place mm-hmm. and who are forcibly converted into the lowest levels of demons and devils yeah. um, to basically serve because otherwise the demon the demon and devil number has to be maintained otherwise the aberrations get out mm-hmm. so it's sort of a yeah do i have to go oh i've been arrested for stealing do i go to the mines sure the mines right and and then you end up and you find yourself in a shipment surrounded by a bunch of devils chained to a slab and blackened iliaster and that actually can go back into your to your throat and turned into a demon the point reach de- design concepts and an additional. But remember, when, when talking about um, point reach, you know, how do you punish in point reach? You yeah. know, we kind of had that maelstrom thing where you would dump people in and they don't know, you know, the worst of the worst may get sent there. But oh, yeah. Maybe the rest of the worst. I still love the idea that the worst of the worst are maybe just getting plopped at some random point at the other side of Asterak. Mm-hmm. Just because I love the story, I, the the story hook idea. The story of, hook right of there. They're um, coming back being like, oh, yeah, by the way, all of the worst people are, you know, we're here. You know, Plus, if they had a thing like that. So if they have a thing where they can, they literally throw people in and we don't know where they go. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy from a corrupt a, a medieval society to say, yes, Talon, the betrayer, we threw him into the to the black portal. Yeah. He is gone. Yep. Meanwhile, what they did is they shipped him off to the demon city to be tortured right. and turned into a to yep. a lump, you know, some sort of demon or devil to serve against the aberrations. And again, the another fact, mystery, another secret to be hidden in the city. Another, another secret thing. to be hidden. Yep. And I love the fact that you have people in the higher uh, echelons of society who are like, yeah, we have a tenuous peace and trade treaty with a city of demons because we kind of have to. And right. no, we don't like it. Well, Tom over there, Tom likes it, but Tom's yeah. weird. We don't talk about Tom. Don't make yeah. eye contact. Yeah. But the rest of us are not real fans of it. But you did, you know, murder your friend over a loaf of bread. So yeah, sorry. <laughs> Well, I almost um, even like the idea too of finding out that um, some breed of devil or demon is or devour is allowed to run throughout Point Reach and literally collect, collect by just just driving these people in these little bouts of rage or whatever, and they do those weird things. He literally did kill his brother over bread, and they're like, "Boy, we can't keep you. You're, I guess we're gonna have to." Oh, it's even more corrupt. You're saying that yeah. the, it's basically all entrapment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awful. I love it. Yeah, that'd be terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. It's great. you know because then you have the story hook of maybe the characters. My my brother was accused of murder. He's never killed anyone in his entire life. We don't know what happened. So and he you have didn't to murder s- the person. No, he did. But no, something he did. But it's, right. something's wrong. It gives you a yeah. mystery to solve. Yeah, that'd be fun. And then they can say like, "Well, we sent to the." But I don't think he was sent to the black portal. You know, right. I swear I saw. When him they going send on. people through the black portal, it's a different. There's more fanfare. They didn't do that. They just said they did it. That would be kind of the difference. Like yes. usually, you know, if we've got Jeffrey Dahmer of Point Reach, we're letting everyone know we're dumping him in the portal right we're all here let's all look we have you know we have you know jim Dahmer, his little brother who didn't really you know didn't do anything nearly as bad yeah 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 we got rid of him really are we gonna see no don't worry about it he's gotten rid of we're all just better off and let's move on with our lives because it kind of ties to some john stuart mill utilitarianism Mm -hmm. yeah okay so did you ever do philosophy i mean you know 
pretty much this past year on oh, as yeah. a side thing. So yeah. So John Stuart Mill utilitarianism states that you do mm-hmm. the the action that is the most good for the most people. Yeah. And one of the common criticisms is that um, there's there's times when, for instance, you could argue in utilitarianism that, and some people I'm sure who know it better are going, no, that goes against it. But listen, I'm trying to remember from 20 years ago in college, yeah. um, the idea that you know, executing someone you know is innocent, but will quell the fears of an entire society, you know, that might be worth it. You know, right. utilitarianisms, utilitarianism is like trolley problem. They're like, well, yeah, just kill the one. Yeah, it's, right. I mean, it's the best <laughs> yeah. you can do. And yeah, so that's yeah, another thing hiding within point reach. You know, certain form, you know, certain pieces mm-hmm. of the government being in on that would be kind of cool. So we know that... Um, Corrupted or black iliaster um, mm. is something that is created in Point Reach and shipped to this demon city. Yeah, it is used in the creation of magic weapons. It is used in dark rites, mm-hmm. and it is used in uh, dark magics. It is used to create more demons and devils. It's yep. used to it's divorci divorce. Now it sounds like divorces, but it's divorces Divorce. are created using normal iliaster. A demon and a devil are merged in real iliaster. Yeah. Um, and if they survive the process, they become a divorce. And mm-hmm. then, but black iliaster can be used to empower and. Um, corrupt other things and it's their fuel but it has to be created back in the city and that's one of the ways they keep them from just taking over point reach they go hey you can't make this stuff i like the idea that normal iliaster is very much worse for demons and devils they generally okay yeah they don't like yep. it which is why they let the humans make black iliaster because if they try to do it it kills any demon or devil that tries to make it right I don't know. So when now, then see now we have to figure out the nullamancers, how that whole functions, because we had the demons being able to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Impact the Eliaster. but we might be oh, able to fudge. marry the two ideas. Maybe it's okay. because a nullamancer, because it's the mix of mortal and demon. Maybe the mortal shell hides, mm-hmm. uh, basically insulates the demonic heritage enough that it can interact with Iliaster to create the nullamancy. Okay, so the nullamancy is a human thing. I would say Nullamancy we is a distinctly blended demonic mortal thing. Human thing. Okay, perfect. Right? That's fine. So even if you create another... So if you create a Nullamancer or whenever we get around to that, you, no matter what lineage choices you choose, demonic somewhere, has to be in it inherently. Somewhere back in the day, yeah, there's a somewhere little bit of you, demon. You got it in there. A little bit of demon in you. Yeah. Well, but that yeah. happens with mortals now. You don't have to be a sure. full-fledged tiefling if, or plane-touched, right. whatever system you're playing. You yeah. can be... You know, maybe just a little bit. You're just you're just a little demon, a little demon guy. Just a little guy. Just a just a little guy. All right. So, I don't know. So, looking at I'm looking at campaign building building cities and towns. So, let's just ask these same questions. We are yeah. essentially building a city. So the city's yeah, we're age. Familiar with them. This this city is again like Point Reach. It's a thousand years yeah. old. It's yep. ancient, right? Yep. Yep. Um. All right, so if it's really, really, really old, what is the city's primary function? We can answer this too. It mm-hmm. is military. Here, here, here's the primary functions. Military. Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. major fortification on a dangerous point. There you go. Yep. A military fortification. Strategic value. The area might have high strategic value, even though it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> is it a trade hub? No, it's not really a trade hub, but they do some trade. What are... Yeah, if you show up there to trade, you're in trouble. I know, right? Unless you're a demon. What are the city's trade goods? 
Do they sell their demonic weapons? Yeah, you would they, have to. Th- you would think so because that just increases their influence. It's it spreads their influence far and wide. One mm-hmm. of the punishments could be ooh ooh. One of the punishments for bad demons and devils could be being imbued into a weapon and given out to mortals. Oh yeah, you know yeah. Did we? Well, because some of the demons that are actually on Astrock, we said were on weapons where like the curse broke over time. And yes, exactly. Yeah. So if you don't behave, Gothrak, I'm putting you back in that stone. I took you out of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, they definitely would do. I like to deal with their magic weapons and armor. Um, maybe they have a kind of a. Maybe they just generally kind of hoard uh, mm-hmm. a lot of magic weapons in general, especially the not ones they were broken out of. In origin. Yeah. Maybe again, so, not necessarily demonic in origin. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because yeah. anything of power, they would hoard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would. Yeah. So they would, they have, would have bargaining chips and things to pay. They don't like to give them away, but they use it if they think that they can gain a more advantageous reward down the line, maybe some devils mm-hmm. or devoruses are like, no, give him the magic sword, but right. it comes with a price. Always. Kind of thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so our cities trade goods. Uh, let's see here. So we're saying it's desert, right? Yeah, that's because what it's I like, picture anyway. Yeah. Well, no, that doesn't work with that. So I'm going to say there's a couple of things in here that are obviously not going to work. So I'm like looking at the regions and things like that, and it doesn't have a mountainous region; it just has agriculture, agricultural, coastal, desert, forest, jungle. So our trade goods are unique, though, and that it they trade in powerful. I like that there's just a brokerage for powerful magic items, mm-hmm. like because they hoard powerful things to them. Um, also, they could also trade in magic and favors and things like that. Yeah, I kind of like, like the idea got- of like spells and those kinds of demonicish devilish deals that you imagine are kind of like almost like this kind of moving nomadic city that moves around the desert around Mm -hmm. the base of the mountain and it's something right mortals can that that you're more likely to have a party that isn't godlike in power may be able to interact Mm -hmm. with that you know when it kind of moves to the fringe and when you're desperate you go to these guys to you know to broker information do you imagine there being a society of mortals that have sprung up around this place or is it really devoid of mortals unless you're visiting i think i generally think of it as devoid unless you're unless you're visiting but cool 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 yeah i think that's how i see it and i don't worry about what demons and devils eat you know i don't worry about like i don't know Right. I, I mean, because if do. I want to make it something terrible, then yeah, they're, you know. I don't want to think about what they eat. Right. Um, if I, if, but if the story needs me to come up with something, then yeah, they're eating the Conan stew. The con- <laughs> Conan the Barbarian. That's what they're eating. Okay. Yeah. Or the, yeah. Um, the buildings can all just be literally, oh, again, there's that episode of X-Files where they're like, oh, it's like the, like the little den made of bile and newspaper. Um, it's just, even the buildings are grotesquely made. Right. Reflective of perhaps their demonic lineages. Yeah. Perhaps. You know, there, perhaps. There's an, yeah. There's an ooze one, you know, where they kind of make like this slime, you know. Mm-hmm. The city itself, what we would think of as city would be kind of like where the bureaucracy happens, where the divorcee um would kind of keep shape. I could see that having some type of agriculture or some type of architecture, but even then it would just be blocks and, you know, I don't know, well, blocks what is and skulls and spikes, whatever. Is it, the, is it the painting, the Garden of Earthly Delights? Um, do you know that painting? Um, I don't. Garden, Garden of Earthly oh, Delights. I just put in garden. Then, I must be looking up enough. De- oh, that, that, that. Yeah. Well, that's because yeah, you've seen that before, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so when you say maybe they are doing some farming, <laughs> that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> why, most why of our you... listeners have also probably seen this and they don't I, know I think most people are familiar with this painting. If they're not familiar with it, 
by name they are prov- they are familiar with it by, yeah they look um, that up. they'll know this they look thing. at they're like oh that's the one where they're like the bird demon is eating people and pooping them out yeah exactly um, it's very hieronymus weird. bosch hieronymus bosch cool name um jousting with fish here i don't know what that is yeah a lot so going on in these. it's a lot going on um they also, I mean, they're in the mountains, so they technically, I guess, could mine. Sure, yeah. There they could be mines that are part of what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, coal, copper, iron, diamonds, emeralds. They're probably always like collecting rare gems and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, there's probably a thriving art trade of demonic art coming out of this place. That's yeah. imbued with power. Yep. Um, I kind of like that they're forced to do some things they normally wouldn't do. Like, I have a statue from the unnamed city. What? Right. I do. I keep it here in a little box. You want to see it? You open it up, it makes you go mad and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, city's size. Now, this should be interesting because we have a, you know, population-wise, this is not going to be huge population. Yeah. But I would say it's probably somewhere in the large city lines, of, you know, ten to 30,000 demons and devils. Yeah, and then garrisons of troops and various things that they use. Exactly, because it's going to have, like I said, group yeah. garrisons of troops and you know all sorts of scouts and disruptors that go out into the world and things like that and come back. Yeah. Yep. Um, so then, huh, government structure. <laughs> what is the government <laughs> structure? It is a 100% absolute monarchy. and Actually, mm-hmm. it's probably an absolute dictatorship. Um, it's an autocracy. A single individual. Um, there are various levels of rulership in an autocracy from figureheads. Okay, monarchs are not usually an absolute ruler. Um, uh, committee. Yeah, there's no. He has no committee. He has. Uh, he has underlings. But Oregal, Oregal rules everything with an iron fist. And now there are, I'm sure, demons and devils vying to upset him. But no. Everyone just That's like the idea told. that there are others that would call themselves advisors to him, but he's like, no, I don't have advisors. I don't have advisors. You serve me. You are my footstool. I just do what I want. Exactly. Because I know best. Yeah. If you yeah. happen to suggest something that aligns with that, that's not my problem. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> magic. Yeah, there's lots of magic. There's magic, tons, tons of magic of in this city. Lousy with it, yeah. Yeah, but we don't need to see, and this is what's cool about this place. We don't have to do things like construction education entertainment and leisure well you can you can do a dark twist construction is done by by um you know the lowest level demons being forced into labor and education they don't educate (laughs) no education in a demon city entertainment and leisure we probably don't want to go into too much detail about what they do for entertainment um (laughs) oh look another mortal is being chained to a wall and turned into a demon being turned inside out boring Oh, I've seen that one three times. Get better writers. We can't do their own strike. Yeah. We get an actor in here pretty soon. (laughs) Um, Food and nutrition don't have to worry about. Healthcare we don't worry about. Um, It's like, what is the healthcare system in Mordor? Uh, (laughs) Industry and commerce, again. Huh? Isn't that the whole secret that Mordor is actually like a utopia that the elves ruined? Isn't that one of the internet theories? Oh, I don't know about that. Something crazy. I don't know about that. I know that the guy put a sword and a magic thingamajig and it flooded a volcano and made Mordor, according to the Rings of Power TV show. Yeah, that's true. Way to go. Um, <laughs> um, so it's got uh, interesting, interesting commerce. We already talked about uh, magic items, demonic art, that sort of thing. Public mm-hmm. safety. There's nothing safe about this city. No. Sanitation. It's filthy. That's the sanitation. Super filthy. Uh, it's super filthy. It's like Hieronymus Bosch painting filthy. Yeah. <laughs> Transportation. Everyone slogs around. Yeah. They, no you utilities. Get, you get by. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. And then let's see here. Let's see here. 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 That was like, and that makes it pretty quick to go through that whole first chapter. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff you don't have to think about, but right. still having those little tidbits, bringing back to the table anyway. Think about that. A mysterious statue that was forged in an unnamed city, the unnamed city. Mm-hmm. is a cool hook for a story. Yeah. Like maybe it's cursed and it causes everyone to go insane and you know, you're know you trying to figure out what's going on with it. Right. Um, you can tie all sorts of things to this city and something that came from it. Someone, oh, do you remember? This would be actually really great. There is a module or an adventure that I've been wanting to write forever. Um, have I ever told you about this one, about the painter, my painter module, my artist module? Y- yes, but go ahead. I can't. I, I so think the I'm idea is... The long and short of this, and if someone listens to this idea and then steals it and writes it before I get my lazy butt around to doing it, I'll be they really can't. upset. This counts as copyright now. This counts as copyright, I guess. Mm-hmm. So the the conceit is a um, the adventurers are hired to retrieve someone who has gone missing. They were last seen going to a very famous artist's production or show or showcase or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um and then there's a whole bunch of background that you have an artist who's like widely known as a composer, playwright, poet, sculptor, painter, everything. They yeah. are a I usually uh, picture it as a as a female character. They are an across the board masters of all artistic forms. Um and then the the PCs go to this place and through via discovery and exploration discover that all of these Famous people, kings, lords, nobles, every all these super yuppity uppity ups, yeah, are all basically entranced in what is described as basically a three day operatic performance. Okay, and but the PCs can't get in, and there's guards that keep them all out, and the whole thing reeks of demonic energy, and they can see through the glass, but they can't get through. Some you know, there's like weak points in this story, obviously, but okay. the idea is that this artist mm-hmm. began as a young girl in a bad situation mm-hmm. who befriended a devil and in my in my head I always kind of prince it, imagine it is one of the, the the devil princes from forgotten realms okay. um, there's one of them that's frozen in a lake i forget his name but he's very vain and artistic and things like that and that person helps them to helps this character escape their life and also turns them into a wonderful artist. Um, And the idea is that she never realized that they were doing that by slowly corrupting her and corrupting her and corrupting her until it was all of a sudden it was, oh, my best paintings are made with human fluids and my best (laughs) sculptures, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So the PCs discovered that the only way that they can stop this horrible thing from devouring the souls of all these powerful people and maybe unleashing some horrible thing is to go through the museum of all the types of art form dedicated to this particular artist. It's her own museum. And okay, yeah, you have told me that's where in these museums they have to slowly basically undo the devil's influence on her as she's performing. And so the idea, like for instance, I had this idea that um, she thinks of it as I took you took away my you took away my my doubt, but it, what he really did was took away their humility. Uh-huh. And oh yeah, you, so this would be pretty cerebral. This whole thing. yes, you it's yeah. not you didn't take away your you took away your humility. You took away your shame. You took away, you know, um, you made me fearless and uh, you made me not afraid. Or you took away my fear, and they're like, no, they they made you they made you reckless. And so 
all of these aspects of her. And as you do that, you slowly change her. And if you can change her enough, she halts the the thing. You can get in. But then there's a final confrontation with the very angry devil's avatar. And so you can save them and maybe even save her, though that's less likely. Yeah. So that's an adventure idea. But that would work with this. Because that could be an artist oh, yeah, for sure. who That'd got awesome. things from the Nameless City and mm-hmm. built up there. So like it could be an Estorok adventure, and I like e- that. With ease, yeah. So I don't know. Just thought I would throw that out there. No, that's awesome. That actually fits perfectly. My my Estorok adventure is still the one with the... Oh, the, the orphan keep? Well, I've got that, but I also have the, um, the, the colossal maze where it's like... Oh inside the bones of one of them and if you can get to it you actually do find out what happened the sevenfold storm but you can't remember it oh you're, that's you're, fun you're, you're given the choice where when you get to the end you can find out what it is but you're not able to tell anyone you're not it's part of the you know just i, I had that whole thing i, I do you really in your adventure do you tell the player or do you say all right i'm going to tell you yeah and, and suddenly you're standing of, there outside the door the door shuts behind you and you have and you, you don't know, remember anything you don't remember anything yeah i, I don't know but like there that. are tears running down your face yeah and a sinking feeling in your stomach yeah exactly. it's like the doctor who episode where they learn what's happening to the giant space whale yeah exactly <laughs> Well. And they all elect to have it erased from their memory because it's so horrible. Yeah, no, that is crazy. Um, Too culturally spot on. I know, right? Yeah. So I feel like what we should do is I think we should probably try making some kind of a map of the city. Yeah, that should. Like we should write out our flavor text okay. for the what we've discussed. Okay. Yep. And then there should be some sort of an area map. To, like a rough map mm-hmm. we should you know what we should do for this place is we should really and all that stuff like with the the cursed items and the industry and the trade between the city and then we should come up with a list Let, let's come up in our next episode let's just generate a bunch of story hooks that relate to a hidden demon city okay and then once we do that i think we should stat out what a divorce is yeah because we've got demons we got devils let's stat a divorce okay and we can do a couple levels and that will give me an opportunity to use something Excellent. I backed a Kickstarter. I backed the uh, the Forge of Foes by Sly Flourish and yeah. Teo Sabadilla oh, and okay. someone yeah. else. And it is a book that's in the style of quickly coming up with bad guys. Yeah. But I got the PDF of it, and so I want to. I'm going to give it a read and okay. see, so we can reference that document and kind of go through it and find some maybe some ideas for a divorce. That's cool. Sound good to you? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Cool. So today was a lot of just more fluff. Yep. But I like fluff. Fluff yeah. is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've been running in this thing. Before we before we run out of thing, let's do one thing. Let's nail down what is. So I love this idea of themes. So okay. I was talking to you about this book, The Perilous Wilds. Yeah. Um, which is a book about you know dungeon and exploration in Dungeon World, the game. However, it has some cool stuff, and it has this dungeon theme um, section. So, and I like this. Maybe this could help us come up with a theme for this city as well. Do you have any okay. dice in front of you by any chance? Um, I can very quickly. Hang on. All right. He's getting his dice. It's so exciting. So, yeah. So, let me, I'll do this. The Perilous Wilds was written, the, by, okay. I'm ready. was written by Jason Lutz with assistance from Jeremy Stanberg, and it's illustrated by Kenny Wijaja, um, which I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. So, for the Dungeon Themes page, there is... I'm going to give you... Here, we have... Oh. Mm, I'm going to... Okay. Roll 1d12 <laughs> twice for category and specific theme. A number of times is indicated by the dungeon size. So we're not going to worry about that. Roll a d12 for me. Okay. 
What do we got? Those are that was nice and loud. Ones. Yeah, that's those are my new ones. The the ones from oh was this the sage oh, portal. Oh, nice. Sage's yeah, portal. The super nice ones. Yeah. Uh, nine. Nope. I'm sorry. Nine. Six. Six. Paying attention to that. Yep. That's the grim category. This is gonna be good. This is gonna be. There's okay. a hopeful okay. category, so I don't want that one. All right. Now roll <laughs> it again. Okay. That's an eight. Pain and torture. No, that almost seems like we did that. <laughs> okay. All right. So we have these two. What, what and are we the, can roll that. Hold on. We're going to have four themes. Okay. So now, so pain and, this is just an idea. Pain and torture. Yeah. Let's see if, I feel like we could do something with that. Roll another D12. Two. Two. That's hopeful. But let's see what we find. Roll another D12. And we're going to lower in the hopeful category. Ten. Prophecy. Oh, okay. I well, could cool. see something with that. Okay, so then how do we apply these things that we have just rolled up? Well, these would apply when we are writing out ideas and story hooks and things like that. We can always keep in our high, in our heads. Oh, like, okay. Well, maybe there's a prophecy built into the fluff. That's one of the things that you can t- constantly tie to as a plot hook. Maybe there's pain and torture is one of the elements of the areas in here. Now, we're supposed to do this yeah. twice more. So that's four more D12 okay. rolls. You ready? You can roll them uh, both at the same time and just tell me which ones for you get first, too. Well, it's like my table's kind of far away from me. You know what? Okay. I forget that I'm on the, the pod. You're on a boom mic, man. You can move, move that. Yeah. Yep. All right. Ready? Yep. Um, that was one. Five. So one and five? Yeah, one. F- How many times did I have to do it? Well, that, we'll do one and five. So okay, yep, one, one five. is, again, another hopeful theme. And okay. five is protection and defense. That oh, okay. works. And then, so we have uh, protection and defense. We have prophecy. I'm going to say I don't want any more from one and two. We have pain and torture. All right. I want a mysterious one. I hope you roll between a three and a five. Okay. Hang on. Are you re-rolling? Well, it's because I'm hitting numbers we already did, and I don't want to... I've hit, I've, How many times can 11? you roll a one or a two? 11. 11 is grim. What's that? Grim. So now roll the last d12. Oh, okay. And I'm just going to stick with it no matter what. It's a one. Is that hope again? Pride and hubris. Oh, well, it's okay. So there are four charts. And there's so your first d12 tells you which chart to read. And then there's 12 in each chart. So I'll just read these all to you so you know. So the hopeful yeah. category is nature growth, law order, beauty wonder, healing recovery, protection defense, completion, Inheritance, legacy, balance and harmony, light life, prophecy, divine influence, transcendence. Mysterious is burglary, theft, desire, obsession, secrets, deception, imitation, mimicry, inversion, reversal, element, transformation, shadow spirits, cryptic knowledge, divination, scrying, madness, or a magic type. The grim line is pride, hubris, hunger, gluttony, greed, avarice, wildness, savagery, devotion, sacrifice, forbidden knowledge, control, dominance, Pain, torture, wrath, war, tragedy, loss, chaos, corruption, darkness, death. The 12, if you got a 12, it's called Gonzo. And oh the boy. Gonzo ones are constructions, constructs and robots, unexpected sentience, space time travel, advanced technology, utter insanity, alien life, cosmic alignment, other planes, demons, devils, unspeakable horrors, elder gods, or roll 1d10 twice and combine. Wow. So we already kind of in a Gonzo place. But I love like <laughs> pain and torture, pride and hubris, um, prophecy, and uh, maybe not protection, but like control or dominance. You just find like the evil version of it. But again, with random tables, you don't have to take the random role. They can just spark your creativity. Yeah. So yeah. most of the time when I take a random table, I go, ooh, a random table. I like four. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm like, well, well you I'm going to roll randomly. Know. I randomly decided I'm going to roll a four because I like the four. Right. So 
and you know it's it's like uh when you're a kid and if you wanted four there's like this part of you that still would roll anyway until you got a four Mm -hmm. exactly so you know but that's just something we can keep in mind as we write the fluff so yeah all right. all right. But that, friends, I think is all of our time today. Thank you so much, Josh. Thank you for talking to me Thank late you. tonight. Thank you yeah, for everyone for listening at home. Thank you to Night Shift for supporting us. And thank you for all of you for supporting the show. For more information or to peruse our latest drafts of our creations, please visit our website at www.fourthpillarofplay.com. All spelled out. That is uh, where you can also like, follow, or message us on Twitter or Instagram. I mean, maybe threads. Maybe our threads. Maybe threads. Well, yeah, threads. Did you see that in threads that all of your stuff is used to fuel AI? Of course it is. (laughs) (laughs) Every single one goes into an AI generator. Oh, for Um, crying out loud. But hey, the world isn't burning. And we're hoping that you all have a lovely week. And hey, thank you, Josh. And thank you, people at home. And we look forward to creating more with you. Bye. Bye.